Hooray for Halloween. Hello. <laughs> yeah, welcome to consumer culture. We're not part of the system. We are part of the system. Uh, the Oscars are a thing. Nah. Yes. I didn't realize no, how was... much of a build-up that song had. I pulled it very quickly. Oh, yeah. Boy, that took a I was while like, to get oh, there. Oh, wait a minute. Is this... Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> um. <laughs> Join with me always is, I guess, the Oscars to my Golden Globe. Adam, how are you doing, Adam? Ah! And <laughs> you're, the, you're the more fun one with a shadowy cabal that chooses your awards, but all the actors drink there, so it's more entertaining. <laughs> And I'm the one that's a hot mess this year, which, <laughs> accurate. What are we doing? What are we doing? How do we do this thing? Boy. I mean, I guess it's uh, fitting because, like, the cover the, the for uh, the poster or whatever, the Oscar looks like a mm -hmm. hot mess because it's just neon pink and purple for some reason. And I don't It looks slow. It. it looks like it's... It looks like one of those um, visual illusions where if I stare at it long enough, it's going to start melting. It looks like a big old gummy bear. It, mm, man, that's what they should do. Just pack it of uh, gummy Oscars. For Hell everybody. yeah. <laughs> the fucking gummy Venus de Milo. Uh, <laughs> gummy statues, have, yes. have they not done it? Um, so we've got, uh, we're going to talk about the Oscars. Yeah, Oscar rundown. Yes. Uh, and, he's a, he's and a good me, guy, Oscar Rundown. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good dude. And with me, uh, I have a guide for the Oscars uh, for us to go over. Yeah. Uh, I do have the Onions Guide to the Oscars. Uh, if we need any oh, any yes. uh, extra help, we'll get to it. Uh, but yeah, so <clears throat> I figured we would just we just hit on this a little bit because there's, there's a bunch of interesting movies this year. Uh, yeah. You want to start at the very bottom because I'll go through yeah, all. Yeah, let's start at the bottom. Well, we don't need to hit all of them. We don't need to hit all of them. Like we don't need to hit costume design or, oh, you know, okay. original score. <laughs> we can, but like you know, like costume design, it's gonna be the favorite because it's like a stuffy British period piece. So it's going to be the favorite. This is true. Um, sure. I mean, we can do that. We and, don't have to read off the nominations. Yeah, makeup for and hairstyling's gonna be probably Vice. Um, yeah, there's not a lot for it either. It's just three. Yeah, editing two, is a joke because they nominated Bohemian Rhapsody. So any movie that went that <laughs> that whole category is tainted. So any <laughs> movie that wins it is it's gonna be the favorite because it's because the favorite I think is the, is like, the favorite. The favorite, yes, <laughs> the win. favorite is the one that's like it's if anything's gonna run away with it, it's gonna be the favorite because uh, it is. The Oscar movie. <laughs> yeah, it's not ready for best editing because the God, Oscars are a joke. I took so many deep breaths on my Twitter, just reading the anger of like, I guess you know, amateur film students being so pissed at the editing, and I was just like, man, it's bad. I'm sorry, you're angry. It's bad. I yeah, was angry. I mean, I get that. Like, I'm not when saying they're not wrong. It's a I'm just, terribly I'm edited sorry movie. you have to be that. I'm sorry you have to be that angry. I like, I really try my best not to be that angry about stuff like, anymore. Listen, but, yeah, man. I didn't get that angry, but at the same right, time, right. it's just like 
I am not an editor. I have a baseline knowledge of editing from things that I've learned from like watching folding ideas yeah. on YouTube. And even I was like, this is garbage. This is garbage editing. What are these cuts? Why are you cutting so much? This is like that one scene in Taken where they have like 50 <laughs> cuts when he's hopping over he's a fence. He's trying to get over the fucking fence. And you're Didn't sitting at a dinner that. table. What is happening? Yeah, that, that scene. That scene also, people were going. The whole thing is color graded to make everybody kind of look like a corpse. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, especially, I think. Especially Freddy. Especially Freddy. I think Rami Malik very much deserves his Oscar for Best Actor. I, I wanted to win give that. It, That's it. I wouldn't give it to him because we know how I feel about people doing really good impressions. But I get it. But that's but that's also the entire best actor list. Yes, it's, it is. It's everyone that's doing it. impressions. It, it is. Okay, I know. Here, I, hey, where's the line drawn? Because William Defoe's doing Vincent Van Gogh, and we've never like actually seen how that works. Does that is that still an impression? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Because there is more interpretation there. Yeah. Uh, at the same um, time. At the same time, it's at the same time, they're Willem all Defoe, just famous people. Willem Dafoe is playing. Yeah. Willem Dafoe is playing Van Gogh, and Willem Dafoe is like thirty years older than Van Gogh was when he died. Yeah, it's it's like Van Gogh's super ugly, right? Who's the ugliest redhead yeah. we have in Hollywood? Right, um, Dafoe? but uh, but like <laughs> like I would give Rami the 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 nomination at least for Bohemian Rhapsody, and then I would shut the door on Bohemian Rhapsody nominated for every for anything else. Oh yeah, but it's the Oscars. <laughs> So yep. and aggressive do that. For, and aggressive for your consideration campaigns got crashed the best picture so let's go mm, yeah best uh, visual effects who we got it's probably gonna be Avengers it's gonna be yeah. that's their like okay so you're the biggest movie just about like we we nominate I don't know I could see them not giving it to Avengers because like listen we <laughs> Ready nominated Player Black One Panther. just goes oh god. <laughs> For most so, things on the screen at one time. For, for most spoon, Ready Player One. For most spoon-fed nostalgia. <laughs> somehow Bohemian Rhapsody is going to win Best I Visual once, Effects. I'm going to be mad. I once saw an article about Ready Player One proves we can have a great Gundam movie. And I'm like, eh, let's not do that. Eh, like, I want a Gundam movie. Eh, but sh- I don't think I can go not. down that. Uh, uh, can we talk for a second? Because it's not nominated for much. Yeah. Is First Man the biggest fall off after the biggest debut for a director? Um, because like they de- debut or because like, like you have Damien Chazelle comes out the yeah. gate with Whiplash, blows right. the world up, uh, incredible, and then, then La, La, La Land, Land is just a which, fucking tour de force, La La just Land, simply like I could beam. take or leave a lot of things in La La Land, but it right, was huge, right. and then you just mm-hmm. make kind of like a forgettable like biopic that that just comes and goes without much fanfare or adulation yep. or like yep. it's weird. oh and you know what originally this movie was set like they've been talking about trying to make that movie since 2003 with clint eastwood as the yeah. first director yeah it's it that you know what that's exactly it that's the it's thing clint that i was eastwood trying movie. to it's a clint eastwood movie I couldn't yeah. put my finger on it. No, no, yeah. When I, I saw him, like, put Clint Eastwood to it. direct, did they just, like, save everything and just give to them, yeah. like, hey, do it this way? Because, yeah, yeah, it feels like a fucking Eastwood movie without wow. having seen it. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think about that, but you're right. Like, That's all you Even needed just, to like, know. the trailers from that are, like, mm-hmm. yeah, this feels like a Clint Eastwood movie. It's, yep. and it, it's um it's fine it's a it's a biopic like it's a forgive it's a it's a Clint yeah. Eastwood biopic it's 
it's Sully. <laughs> Pretty much. It's weird, man. It's it's a bummer yeah, too because like bat I was a thousand, but like nowadays you kind of can because you have directors that are, and and directors that are like picking and choosing their projects very carefully. I'm not and good. Damien I'm not Chazelle good with uh, is brain. one of those. Like Damien Chazelle is one of those guys. Like he's so yeah. his stock is so high. He can choose his projects. He's not being forced in anything, and he makes this is true. first man. It's weird. It's not back in the day where you're just like a director for hire. You're an auteur at this point, which is, you know, listen, I'm never going to complain about the auteur theory getting knocked down a peg, but mm, it's weird. I watched Lindsay Ellis explain how um, yeah, uh, she has a good take Michael on Bay is an auteur, theory. and she's right. Michael Bay is an auteur, but also the auteur yep. theory is garbage. It is. And it's, it's mostly used to justify abusive pricks on movie sets. Yeah. Which, you know, started with the French film revolution. Go fucking yep. figure. Yep. Um, who who could be a more abusive prick than an indie French filmmaker? Yep. Uh, anyway. Um, Christopher um, Robbins nominated for Best Special Effects. That's cool. That's nice. That movie was fine. Mm-hmm. Like most live-action Disney movies still, these days. Still can't find that somewhere only we know trailer that I swear to God exists. It doesn't. It's because it was for the, it like, does. 2008. <laughs> I love you said it with the tone that most it, people use with it does. It but doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. It's You're thinking of the Winnie the Pooh movie that, like, the, the amazing no, I know the Pooh that movie. one does. I know that one is, but you I watched swear the fan to God trailer. they <laughs> God, oh, I'm going to edit. Sling. I'm going to I'm gonna edit a fan trailer. I'm gonna edit a trailer with that. No, I'm gonna like don't be that post mean it. To me. I'm gonna like hack some official uh, YouTube account, post it on there, and make it have wanna... 20 million views, and then be why like, are you Jesse, so mean to me, man? and I'd be why like, Jesse, what are you like talking that? about? Why are you Why are you having trouble finding this trailer? It's right here. <laughs> Best cinematography. I don't know. Like, listen, I yeah. don't. I don't pay as much attention to the best cinematography Oscar. Because Roger Deakins finally got his Oscar. Yeah. Because Roger Deakins is the greatest cinematographer of all time. Uh, Do you know much about Roger Deakins? I feel like I should. Roger Deakins is the best cinematographer of all time. Mm -hmm. He did... uh, Let me see here. What all has he did? He did The Shawshank Redemption. Oh, he did did Blade Runner 2049. That's all I need to know. He did Fargo... He did the Big Lebowski, Oh Brother Art Thou, a lot of Cohen brothers. Um, but oh, he yeah. also he's also done you know Jarhead, No Country for Old Men, The Assassination of Jesse James, The Coward Robert Ford, Revolutionary Road, The Reader, Serious True Man, Grid. True Skyfall, Grit, Skyfall, Prisoners, Unbroken, oh, Sicario. All right, yeah. And he finally won for Blade Runner twenty forty nine. He's been nom- yes. He's been nominated. He was nominated for like every year pretty much he was nominated for mm-hmm. best cinematography and he never won he never won he never won until he finally did and he man he's he knows how to pick directors because he yes. goes scorsese cohen's uh um sam mendez and then denny venu like that's yep. he knows how to pick them now though yep. i don't know it's gonna be the favorite. Or no, it'll probably be Roma because Alfonso Cuarón. Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably Roma, just simply because of Alfonso. So sure, why not? I love Alfonso um, Cuarón. I wish I, I wish I could want, I wish I want to see Roma, but it's about family, and I yeah, it's don't like, like it's those like, movies. Uh, it's like 
it's the most personal movie I've ever seen. It is a tour de force, which is why I'm incredible. not interested in it because I, I can't. You want to watch Spectacle, which is why you stuff. love to lead a battle angel. <laughs> there's more to because you're not go down that road because you're not interested uh, in like small self-contained personal stories. You just want to watch things blow up. Yeah, my because my life is a small contained personal story, and I don't need extra other shit. I don't. You're a see you're other a Mexican see... family in black and white. <sighs> That's wild, man. <laughs> ah, that's not what you said. It's not fair. Never mind. Shit, Anyways. I know about that. <laughs> Did y'all know that Jesse, that his life is everyone's experiences all put together? That's crazy. Oh, he's about to come here and kill me. <laughs> Best production design. I'm gonna I'm gonna film my whole road trip in black and white <laughs> and gonna... subtle nuance to get to you. <laughs> it's just gonna be a cut to you playing on the beach with a child, and it's just gonna cut back to you coming. No, it's Alfonso Cuarón, so it's all go- it's gonna be one like long one shot. Take. Oh my god! Which is like, which is honestly, that's one of the reasons why I liked Roma so much because it is d- unlike any movie he has ever done, and it's really yeah. interesting to see like, oh, so you can do every style this good yeah oh okay damn I'll probably get to it eventually you really are the best filmmaker working today <laughs> alfonso uh, coron alfonso coron yeah uh nope. i don't know best production of mine it'll be favorite best sound mixing probably first <laughs> favorite 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 uh best uh, sound editing no but best sound mixing probably bohemian rhapsody best sound editing it should be a quiet place if i'm honest yeah because sound editing in the movie is amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. The best original I think song. Black, real quick. Yeah. Uh, I really think Black Panther could have a chance with production design. I think it. No, it isn't. If I'm giving it, it's going <laughs> to Black Panther or probably. It's it's Black Panther, Mary Poppins, or Roma. But it's mm-hmm. the Oscar, so it's going to be the favorite. Yeah. Well, let's um, at least bring up what we think. With, yes. along with what the yes, obvious dumb choices are um i think best sound editing should be a quiet place and it'll probably win best sound mixing that's one i can give to bohemian rhapsody yeah, it's it it didn't sound like garbage <laughs> it just kind of looked like it so <laughs> so if i um, hey, if i close my eyes it's not as bad exactly best original song is, <laughs> is going to from? be shallow is that spongebob that's spongebob maybe. right maybe um <laughs> uh shallow from a star is born is huge yeah. That song is enormous. It is like on pop radio right now a lot. That song is mm-hmm. going to win. That song's going to win. Can we, I think it's can we good. please get Kendrick Lamar and EGOT though and let him right? <laughs> fucking all the stars for Black Panther? That'd be hilarious. It's a good song. It's not the song that I like the most on the al- album, but it is the most marketable song on the album. How have I not realized this entire time Kendrick Lamar's last name is Duckworth? His last name how is Duckworth. Have, how have I not realized this entire time that Kendrick Lamar's last name is Duckworth? But I don't know, probably because his last name is Duckworth. So that's not something you're going to yep. bring much attention to if you're Kendrick Lamar. Life is like a hurricane here in Duckworth. Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Welcome. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I just wish I could have seen your face when I did that. Boy. No, you don't. Uh, best original score? I don't know. Black Panther probably. Black Panther score is really good. It is. 
I want it to be uh, Black Panther. Black Klansman. Oh, I love dogs now, man. That's cool. Yeah. Black Klansman has, it has some score. It does. Oh, man. Black Klansman is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to. Are you okay with like just kind of hopping over the short films in the documentary? Short films, yeah, because I haven't seen any of them. Uh, listen, I know Bao is an incredible short film, and it's probably what's going to win, and it probably deserves it. That movie's. Uh, yeah, have you seen Bao? Nope. Oh man, you see Incredibles too? Bow is really good. Uh it's it's a very nice, uh, pleasant okay. little short film about is... that white that white people didn't understand because it's like a, specifically uh-huh. about like a Chinese family and like growing up in that type of household. Oh uh, well. Um it's right. very good, but white people. Mm-hmm. Um Roma's going to win Best Foreign Language Film because it's also nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, that's how that works. Which like, if you're nominated for one, but not the, like, yeah, it's like, obviously, like, why have this category? If none of these other movies are nominated for Best Picture overall, but Roma is, obviously Roma's the best out of these. Right. It's, it's, it's like the years where you had, like, Toy Story 3 nominated for Best Picture and Best Animated Picture. And yeah. gee, I wonder what's gonna win. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so... Best adapted screenplay. It's gonna be a Star is Born. It should be Black Klansman. Yeah, man, I'm so mad I still haven't seen Black so Klansman. So this is I'm the part go. where I I start getting punchy. Yeah, because Black Klansman, because that movie deserves <laughs> all, all of work. it, and it's not gonna yeah. get any of it. And I'm mad. <laughs> I'm already mad. I wonder how how good Can You Ever Forgive Me really is because I I don't was, even know. Oh, that one, the, the Melissa the, McCarthy the, movie. Yeah, I've heard right? that movie's really like, good. Yeah, but it but at the same time, it's not talked about. It's crazy. It's one of those movies that like got a, a overwhelming critical acclaim, but didn't get a wide release, and like, yep. and it came out in September, like October, so it didn't come out like in the the heat of Oscar season. But yep. the, the, the Academy voters remembered it. I don't think it's going to win anything, but I'm glad yeah. to see it nominated. Because yeah. from from everything I've heard, it's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. And also, m- the other things Melissa McCarthy's done this year kind of over. Yeah, no, she's it. nominated for a Razzie and a She Golden. won the Razzie. I think she's like, yeah, yeah. And the Oscar, Which, and she's nominated for the Oscar, so it's like... And then she did, she, and then she, she did three movies this year. She also did Life of the yep. Party. Uh, which yeah. was directed by her husband, which kind of came and went. Yeah. That girl works. Uh, she works oh, super excuse hard. Me. No, no, no. Oh, wow. So Melissa McCarthy won the Razzie for Life of the Party. I thought she would win it for the Happy Time Murders. Yeah, oh, I no thought way. she did too. She won it for both. Never mind. Oh, God. The Razzies. Can we sidebar? The yes. Razzies are terrible. They yeah, they're kind of pointless. They've always been terrible. They've always been garbage. Making things as difficult. Sometimes it doesn't come out the way you, you want. And they're mean. They're just mean-spirited. I, I, I've never liked the Razzies. I, 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 I've seen people start mm-hmm. to come around on the Razzies lately and be like, okay, maybe the Razzies suck. And I'm sitting over here just like, maybe they always sucked. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Hate the Razzies. Yeah. They, like, if they stopped, I would... Yeah. Fine. Like, I, yeah. like, I want to see the people who make the Razzies create literally anything in their life. <laughs> I, I'll pull a Bruce Pritchard right now just like you've never been on a movie set you've never worked on a movie you go make your own movie and see how it comes out yeah yeah Spider-Man I don't, I don't and Spider-Verse who runs the fucking uh, uh what and the Spider-Verse should win best animated feature film but 
part of me oh, yeah. thinks it's not going to because you know what the, like it makes me feel like you remember when the Lego movie wasn't nominated for best animated film? Yeah. Do you know why? Why? Everybody when they like most like an overwhelming number of the academy when they were making their ballots thought well, everybody else is going to going to nominate the Lego movie, so I'm going to do something else because oh the Lego movie is a shoe in. The Lego movie is a shoe in, so let me nominate these other two that I'm like these other movies that I'm passionate about because the Lego movie's already in, and enough people did that to where it didn't get nominated. That's dumb. And I feel like something like that's going to happen with End of the Spider Verse, or it's going to be like, well, everybody's going to vote for End of the Spider Verse, so I'm going to vote for Isle of Dogs and The Incredible, but it should be End of the Spider Verse. Throw your vote away. Anyways. Um. <laughs> I, in the Spider-Verse, should be nominated for Best Picture, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> it should definitely win animated film. I agree with that. If not that, Isle of Dogs. But, it should you know. win animated film and then cash in its Money in the Bank Oscar to win the Best Picture. <laughs> Option C. Option C, that fucking animated film Just Oscar. Like, you win the Best Animated Feature Film Oscar, and they come in, and it's, and it's just like... Fucking Shane McMahon walks out and he's just like, that's right, the Oscar does say best animated, best feature film. Like, it does say best film. It says best feature film, not best animated <laughs> film. Oh my god, yeah. This, uh, the Oscars would be better if they were like wrestling, I'm just saying. Absolutely. Uh. <laughs> oh my god. I miss right. the Slammies. Why don't they do the Slammies anymore? I don't know. I it was like 2015's the last time they had the Slammies. Yeah. Like, why? Noobs, what if you're listening to this, you're wrong. The Slammies what? are great. Does he not like the Slammies? I, I swear he said that he didn't like them. Could I don't, be wrong. I, I, yeah, I don't remember that. It's, it I thought he was like, it. thank God they don't have them anymore. I don't know. But I, yeah. I couldn't tell you. Um, Best original screenplay. I don't know. It's going to be be the favorite <laughs> it might be vice it might be vice it's probably gonna be the no, no it might be roma it's not gonna be vice oh, yeah. uh it'll be the favorite aroma it'll it's probably gonna be the favorite <laughs> i like this uh catchphrase you're building up yeah like it just it's it just feels very king speech to me and fox searchlight is like oh man kind of no a, it Written by the guy who wrote The Lobster. It's probably got some real fucked up ending. Yeah. It's also by the guy who directed The Lobster. Yeah. Um, what's his yeah. face? Uh, like in Yorgos. Yorgos, Yorgos. Yeah. Um, Fucking Harry Potter spell. <laughs> um, like, it just makes me because like Fox Searchlight has kind of become the new Weinstein company in the past few years. As uh, far as like the movies it makes. Like making those movies and like they've still they've always made those movies but like the Weinstein company going the way it went yeah. has left a hole in the at Academy Award for who's going to come in and bully their way into Oscars and like <laughs> for your consideration campaign their way into Oscars and Fox Searchlight are the ones who are like I volunteer's tribute because <laughs> they got three billboards nominated for a whole bunch of stuff yeah but three uh, billboards was good they got three billboards nominated for a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, oh man, you don't like three they, billboards? Okay. They listen. I don't like movies that use the pain of like the real pain of like minorities to further some shitty white people plot. Like 
fucking Sam Rockwell in that movie is really racist and shitty, but they don't focus on the pain of the people he's racist and shitty towards. They care more about him and uh, fucking what's her face's character. Like, mm. don't don't have racism as a plot point if you're just going to make the movie about the white people, because that just screams to me that you don't know how to write about race and you just kind of wanted an excuse to make somebody say the n word. It's because you're you know, using their pain to further not their stories. Huh. Okay. Yeah, don't do that. It's bad. It's a it's a well put together film, but don't do that. Um, they got the shape of the water, the wind, in a very contentious year where it kind of could have gone to anything because it was also up against like Get Out and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, not saying that's a bad win, but that was a tough year. Yeah. Um. Uh, supporting actress. I don't know. That's tough. Yeah. Emma Stone and Rachel Wise together, probably. <laughs> from what I haven't seen the favorite, but from what I've heard, it should be Emma Stone. From what I've heard. I've heard that, cool. like, that movie's amazing and it doesn't work without Emma Stone specifically. Mm hmm. Um, though I'm still mad. Oh, hell. Stop. What? What? Who did she beat? Who, Emma Stone? Who did Emma Stone beat? Uh, Derek for La La Land? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she beat Ruth Nega in Loving, and that was... Yeah. That was a tough one. Um, but it it should probably be Emma Stone. Uh, Amy Adams is good in Vice, but, like, it's the same, you know, things about just... Right. She did a pretty solid impression of of Lynn Chaney. (laughs) Um... I'm sure Regina King's got a good shot. I would hope so. If Bill Street Can Talk is really good. That movie, that's the one that, like, should have been talked about a lot more. Because it's 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 the follow-up from Barry Jenkins. It's 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 his next movie after Moonlight. And it is in I've seen it. It's incredible. That movie is staggeringly good. And it just kind of came and went, and that's a bummer. Uh it it doesn't feel fair. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. This was it, it, a really awkward year for movies. Like it really was. Like honestly, like at least for the Oscars, it feels like like we nominated Black Panther and you want if Beale Street could talk. Don't get uppity. <laughs> like that's what it and really Black feels Klansman. like to me. And Black Clansman, yeah, we got two of those. You don't forget your place. All right. Mm. Like that's what it feels like. It's like, listen, you, you're not gonna Buck get Black Star is Black born Panther. in any of this stuff, honestly. Like it, like we talk about how undeserving Bohemian Rhapsody is. I think is. A Star is I Born is ten times better than Bohemian Rhapsody. I know, but still deserving to be here. I think, I think Lady Gaga deserves her uh, a nomination. Sure. All right. Yeah. I think okay. you can make a solid case for Bradley Cooper. Like, here's the thing. I think you can make a really good argument for it being nominated for the things it's nominated for. I do not think you can make those arguments for it to win. But mm-hmm. I think it's I think it deserves yeah. to be in the conversation. Uh and that's kind of where it's at. Now, it's going to win everything. <laughs> and that's that's a different story. But as of now at 10:34 a.m. on the day of the Oscars, I think it's fine to be where it is. But yes, it's going to win a bunch of stuff. And whereas like, I don't think Bohemian Rhapsody should be nominated for anything, but best actor. I think, mm-hmm. 
I think A Star is Born should be nominated for this stuff, but I don't necessarily think it should win. Mm. Except, and you know what? I, I'm totally fine if Lady Gaga wins. Yeah. She gives a really good performance. Yeah. I'm actually fine if Lady Gaga wins Best Actress. Um, yeah, I don't know who else for Best Actress. Maybe Melissa Olivia McCarthy. Olivia Coleman for um, The Favorite. Oh, duh. The Favorite. It's probably yeah. going to be The Favorite. It's probably uh, going to be The Favorite. <laughs> also, the the story of uh, Yelitsa uh, Aparicio from uh, Roma. Yeah. She's not an actress. Oh, yeah? She's She was like Alfonso Cuaron's assistant. <laughs> okay. And... and Hey, could you like, act? Do you want to act? I have this it's movie. It's really like he Come just on. like he he knew her really well and everything like that, and then it was just like, you know, he wanted to put her in, and she, boy, that is, mm-hmm. her performance well, is cool. incredible. That's yeah, nice. it's it's mind blowing. It's like where did this where where did this come from? <laughs> Who are you? Right. Uh, but while we are on Best Actress. Yeah. Let's see. Sub- Let's what? see what the onion has to say. Oh, Ooh. for Lady Gaga, A Star Is Born. Her big break? She was discovered by A Star Is Born director Bradley Cooper in the middle of a multi-platinum record career. <laughs> uh, these are a few different um, uh, bullet points, like the meat dress. Remember that? Biggest influence? Uh... Probably her fans or some bullshit. <laughs> Expected acceptance speech topic. How happy she is that Yelitsa Aparicio didn't win. Career low. Career low. Putting on the most critically acclaimed Super Bowl halftime shows ever. Also, (laughs) I'm about to blow your mind. I'm about to blow your mind. Because Olivia Coleman, she's nominated for the favorite, right? Yeah. Acting style. Good. The second bully point. Wait. Holy shit. Is she the female police officer in Hot Fuzz? Yes. Oh. Yeah, and I was like, oh. I, I, I knew she looked familiar, and I couldn't put my finger on it. And I was like, oh my god, she's in, she's the lady from Hot Fuzz. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. All right, then. Yeah. Well. Uh. Well, shit. Yes, past work has appeared in 280 separate British television shows for a total of 290 episodes. Jesus Christ. Damehood. Give it three or four more nominations, and she's a shoe-in. Best known Damn. for... Best known for winning the Golden Globe for Best Actress for her lead role in The Favorite. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Glenn Close. Role she's nominated for. Joan Castleman, a major talent whose beloved works always come up just shy of mainstream recognition. I don't fully... I don't know who Joan Castleman is. Yeah. Let me see. No, I'm curious. A movie called The Wife. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, it's a... Uh... Yeah, okay, yeah, it's a... It's, uh... So think about the the anyway, uh, age. How dare you? <laughs> Past Oscars history with seven nominations and no wins. She currently holds the record for the most cut to reaction shots of her pretending to look happy. Aww. Method method of acting closes her eyes and pictures the scene at the end of Rudy whenever she has to make herself cry. <laughs> Off screen, Activision became a fierce advocate of animal eugenics after experiences with way too many dogs in the set of 101 Dalmatians. That's right. Uh, Melissa McCarthy, role she's nominated for. Lee Israel, the real life off- the real life author who illegally defrauded her way into being portrayed into an Oscar nominated film. Acting style mm-hmm. loud. <laughs> Damn. 
Background. Reincarnated after living as the 8th century medieval ruler of Western Europe and the emperor of the Holy Roman Empire, Charlemagne. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> Location of Hollywood star. Outside that sketchy vape shop. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Yelitsa Aparicio. Acting experience. None before Roma. Which really shows you what a crock of shit the whole profession is. <laughs> Known for... Being the only vaguely inspirational part of this year's Oscars telecast. Damn. Advice to aspiring actors. Just do your own thing until one day you're discovered by an Oscar-winning director who casts you as the lead role in one of his films. Pretty much. Salary earned for role. $11 an hour plus tips. Oh, God, that hurts. Uh, but, uh, so, back to, back to the show. Uh, best supporting actor. Yeah. That one's tough. Like, Sam Rockwell's nominated for Vice, and I don't know if I would have. Yeah. Because it's a caricature. Yeah, like, he's good, but he doesn't feel like... He doesn't... He, he's entertaining, and he, he really nails the performance, but it doesn't, like, leap off the screen in a way that you would an Oscar-nominated role, you know? Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I would just give Mahershala Ali more awards because it's Mahershala absolutely. Ali. Absolutely. I'm like, always fine for giving Mahershala Ali more awards. Yeah, man, he was underutilized in Alita. He should have been more. He I was forgot he was in Alita. Was, but, yeah. Dude... So, Edward Norton is in Alita, in like, uh, what? holy fuck, you're Edward Norton, why are you in this movie role? Yeah, so, yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. <laughs> it's funny. Um, yeah, Man, remember when he was in... Could... Man, remember when Mahash, Mahershala Ali was in the first season of Luke Cage and was incredible? Yes. Cottonmouth He's really great. good. He's really good. Yeah, so, like, the whole time I was thinking uh, for the second season, I was like, man... I was mad they killed Cottonmouth, but thank God for Bushmaster. <laughs> yeah. Those two were those two stole yep. their seasons, rightfully. Um, and he's real I don't know if you've seen the, any of the new season of True Detective, but he is incredible. I need to. I finally got uh HBO Go again. So I watched the first three episodes and yeah, he's so good. Oh my god, he's nice. so good. Uh I believe it. Dude I'd probably give it Dude's to unstoppable right now. I'm really yeah. proud for him. Happy yeah. for him. Uh, if it's me, I give it to Adam Driver because Black Klansman deserves everything. But uh, Sam Elliott because he's never won one, right? <laughs> so, so before I saw A Star Is Born, I heard someone mention that Sam Elliott was in it, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. He's uh playing um uh um Bradley Cooper's dad, I guess, because they kind of look alike in the movie. They kind of sound alike, and they're like, "No, he's playing Bradley Cooper's older brother." And I was like, "Excuse me." Wait, I what? beg your pardon. Yes, Sam Elliott is Bradley Cooper's older brother in A Star Is Born, not his father, as you might think. That sounds impossible and unreasonable. It's it is. It's that's him. Yep. So A Star Is Born is an example of someone taking a Clint Eastwood movie because it was originally supposed to be Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Kind of making it his own thing, like. It, it it you can see the Clint Eastwood fingerprints on it, but it doesn't feel like a Clint Eastwood movie. If that makes any sense? Right. Oh no, I, I get what you're saying. Absolutely. Um. Also, I did not realize this was Bradley Cooper's directorial debut. Oh, I thought he directed some before this. I did too. He did not. They're exactly thirty years apart. Yeah. You know, like every elder brother, this of course younger sibling. 
Oh, God. Well, good job, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn. You're going to yeah. do great, kid. Older yep. brother. Jesus Christ. They CGI his face. Did he make a deal with Disney? It's like, <laughs> hey, can you guys tone tone Sam down just a little bit? Also, um, Bradley Cooper's producing the new Joker movie? Interesting. He's just putting his hand in every pot. Yeah. I'm, all the hands in all the pots. I'm into that Joker movie. I didn't I think I be. would be. Yeah. But I like the like the style they're going for. I like the like 80s, you know, grimy. I like the makeup he's using. I think it's a really interesting uh, uh, ad- like interpretation that you don't see, yeah. that you've never seen like this. And I like the mm. fact that it was a, it's a $55 million movie. Like, it is a small budget, really, it's almost like an indie flick, but it's, it's Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker. I think all those things are really interesting. Because then you yeah. don't have, like, studio meddling all over it, because it's not that much money. So mm-hmm. you could just kind of let Joaquin and uh, Todd Phillips just do what they want to do. Yeah, I, I'm really, I, I am really into this. I want it to. I, I, I hope for this. Um, I hope it really lands because man, it seems so good. Yeah, I really like the makeup. I saw some people being like, "Oh, that sucks." I'm like, "No, that's that's <laughs> like you've never seen a Joker like that. It's 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 a unique." Yeah. interpretation which i feel like is is the best case scenario with that yeah you know you want to do something that hasn't just been done before right uh and now i don't know about you but i uh i'm a bit i, I can get a bit confused uh with the best actor uh nomination so uh let's let's go back to our friends at the onion uh, <laughs> to see what they have to say for like uh bradley Sco- bradley cooper acting style Almost pulling off being a leading man. <laughs> Ouch. What he would have done if he didn't start acting without the theater? Died, man. Just fucking died. <laughs> uh, the biggest challenge on the set of A Star is Born. Uh, the, difficult- the difficulty of creating a great acting while working under a middling director. <laughs> Career <laughs> highlights. I get it. Career highlights. A Star is Born, 1937. A Star is Born, 1976. And A Star is Born, 2018. Oh my god, that's great. Uh, uh, then we have Remy Malek. Remy Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. Methodology. Deeply immersed himself in the role of a man who knows nothing about Brian Singer's pedophilia allegations. Oh. Preparation for role as Freddie Mercury. Listen to Queen's Greatest Hits. Twice. <laughs> I lo- twice <laughs> just lean acting in, record lean in and just yeah. <laughs> acting record 22 and 5 that is... that's a good that's a good joke that's trust me it's a good joke you, uh, no explain to me i want to know it's it's like a sports record it's like a 22 okay. wins five losses okay uh, sure odds oscar voters have been impressed by his amazing as oscar voters have been impressed by his amazing ability to kind of look like a popular dead celebrity <laughs> he uh, looks exactly like Freddie Mercury and not like him at all at the same time. Yeah, it's right? fantastic. I told like, I told uh, my boss that, uh, and he's like, "Oh, you mean like Val Kilmer in The Doors?" <laughs> God, you, like it's like you look like Freddie Mercury, but you also look like Rami Malek wearing some really bad fake teeth. <laughs> yeah, how did you do this? 
<laughs> I love and Rami Malek's career high, appearing along alongside his childhood idol, Destroyer, in the film Battleship. What? <laughs> what? Wait, Rami Malek was in Battleship? I think so. What? That's, that seems like the type of thing he would have... Like, think about where Rami Malek was oh, pre-Mr. Yeah, Robot. Yeah. I just... It's still like... Rami Malek was in Battleship? Hold on. He was. He was in oh Battleship. Oh my god. His movie debut was Night at the Museum. That's he right. Was, he was the... He was, bro, he was I kept forgetting King that's Tut. It. Yeah. He, then he was in Battleship, Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn, Part 2. Um... He was Wait. an old boy. He was I'm in looking Need at the for cast Speed. list, and it doesn't. He have plays him Lieutenant on. Hill. I'm looking at his filmography right now. Oh, maybe he was just in. A he probably had a of, very small very role. small role. Okay, because he was a nobody. Yep. At that time, he was in mm-hmm. N- uh, Need for Speed. Yeah, I, I remember uh, that because um, I just remember suddenly he was getting naked in an elevator. I'm like, "What are you doing, Mister Robot?" Yep. And it's like, "Oh, Need for Speed." Okay, yep. weird. But yeah, and then he was in he was in a sitcom on Fox. He was on Twenty Four, <laughs> and then like he just kind of came out of nowhere for Mister Robot. Yeah, he was in the Master. That's weird. He was Master is a weird movie. Yeah. Uh, Christian Bale, his acting style, his acting style, fat. <laughs> his warm up acting technique. Berating whoever happens to be within a 35-foot radius. <laughs> His background? Fucking idiot. Here's the thing. He gets shit for that, but, like, I kind of get it. Like, acting is a very, like, emotionally taxing thing. And even if you're just doing a stupid Terminator movie, if you're a guy like Christian Bale, you, like, really have to get yourself, like, you have to do, like, a lot of mental work to get yourself into the role. And so when you're there and you're ready and somebody, like, messes it up doing some shit they know better... I'm not saying he should have reacted that way. He definitely yeah. shouldn't have. There's never an excuse for doing something like that. But I understand him being that frustrated. I I, I get it. <laughs> the world reacted. is about to end. The robots are taking over. Yeah. And you step in the fucking shot. And you step in my fucking eye line. Like, again, there's never an excuse for acting like that. But I understand why you would feel like that. <laughs> uh, and worse things have happened. He's fine. Yes. His background. Yes. His background. Born an orphan in early Victorian England, Bale spent his childhood working as an undertaker's apprentice and dabbled in petty thievery before finally being adopted by a kindly wealthy benefactor. That Oliver Twist? That's just Oliver Twist. Christian Bale's <laughs> just Oliver Twist. Yeah. Christian Bale's uh, just fucking Oliver Twist. Maybe the best thing in this whole article. Uh, yeah. Just metabolism? Fucked. Fuck. Yeah. So, um, actually, I don't know if they even look in- would even look alike, but I think Christian Bale as Charles Dickens would be kind of fun. That would be interesting. Movie. Yeah, Dickens is looks crazy. I, I, Anybody, I feel be like him, it's fine. I feel like Christian Bale would be an interesting Charles Dickens, but I don't think you can make an interesting Charles Dickens movie. Like theoretically, you could make Possibly. a movie about Charles Dickens' life that is very interesting, but you can't get mm-hmm. a studio to make a movie about Charles Dickens' life that's really interesting, if that makes any sense. <laughs> like, there's, like, if you have unlimited money from, from nowhere, then yes, you could do it, but you're not going to get mm-hmm. it financed. Um, yeah. You know why? Why? Do you remember Anonymous? The movie about Shakespeare and about how maybe Shakespeare didn't write his plays? Yeah. Directed by okay, Roland so Emmerich? W- yeah. Yeah. That didn't come out. 
that was going <laughs> that was advertised for weeks and was going to get a wide release and was tracking so poorly they pulled it from a wide release, put it in like two hundred theaters, and then quietly released it on video on demand like two months later. Yeah, wow. That movie was a fever dream. Yeah, it, yeah. Like you can almost feel like it's not real. You really like, could. It, it's I was just. Thing. I was. Thinking... It feels like some Mandela effect. Like that movie came oh, out, yes, right? Absolutely. I don't think it ever did. That movie definitely exists, right? I don't know. I never saw it in theaters. I saw like a billion commercials for it. What happened to that movie? It's somehow it somehow still made fifteen million dollars though. Yeah, at the box office. Probably international. Um, yeah. Um, that's what I was thinking of though when I was thinking of a Charles Dickens movie. I was thinking yeah. of this movie. <laughs> Let me see here. It's, oh, it's maybe not, I guess. It's what like you could do it. You could absolutely do it, but maybe not Roman Emmerich. Oh, absolutely not. Roman Emmerich's not a not best. Let me see here. I'm curious. Uh uh Anonymous. Yeah, no. Is Roland Emmerich the most mad director? <laughs> No, he's straight up bad more than he's mad. Yeah, Anonymous made four million domestic, domestic, and like, mm -hmm. uh, and he made four point four domestic and ten point nine foreign. Yeah. So that's so so are you saying Independence Day was just a fluke? Yeah. <laughs> yes, obviously. Like what? Like yeah. Look at ev literally everything else he's done. Yes, Independence Day was a fluke. God. I remember once thinking The Patriot was an amazing movie. Patriot's fine. I was like Patri 12. Yeah, well, yeah. Patriot is just... <laughs> I, I forgot he did the Patriot. The Patriot's just yeah. a, a American Revolution Braveheart. Um, yeah. But, like, yeah. Like, yeah, okay, yes. You had Independence Day. Cool. You also had Godzilla. Oh, he you did Stargate. Have... Never mind. I love Stargate. Okay, you have a Stargate and Independence Day. Those are his two. Yeah. After that, and then Godzilla, Godzilla's horrible. The Patriot, Day After Tomorrow, 10,000 BC, 2012, Anonymous. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Stonewall, fucking White Stonewall. I, I actually, I actually kind of like White House Down. I think that Jamie Foxx and uh, and Channing Tatum have a really good chemistry in that movie, and that movie understands yeah, how better... silly that it is. Yeah, no, those are the kind of movies he's good at. Serious movies, he's horrible at. Like, yeah, and then Stonewall, which is its own can of worms because oh, you know it eliminates yeah. the fact that the first brick was thrown by a black trans woman, uh, and completely whitewashes it, and it's bad. Uh, and then yep. Independence Day Resurgence, which, yes, Independence Day Resurgence proves that Independence Day was a fluke. Yep. <laughs> because Independence Day is not good on the back of his directing. It's good on the back of the dynamic between... Of fucking Goldblum and Will Smith, yeah. Goldblum, Will Smith, and Bill Pullman. Though It's good yeah. because of those three people. And it, and it proved you pull one of those pieces out and the whole Jenga Tower falls down. Yep. Because, honestly, you get Will Smith for Independence Day Resurgence, I think that's a way better movie. Probably. But you don't. Most likely. Yep. Yeah, Roland Emmerich 10,000 BC, well, I kind of liked, but at the same time, it doesn't matter. I feel like it came out too close to, what was it, Apoc Apocalyptico? Yeah, Apocalyptico. The Mel Gibson yeah. movie? Yeah. Apocalypto is a weird name for that movie. Apocalypto, that's right. Yeah, like, it's like a it's, strange movie. It's, like, I don't know why it's called Apocalypto. I think if it was called something else, it might have been received yeah, better. Yeah, I don't, I think I that, don't know. Yeah. I don't know how uh, silly it is to say that, but... Yeah, no, I understand. I, 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 I don't know. It would probably have <laughs> performed better, but also, it was like a... It was coming off of Passion of the Christ, which... Yeah. Yeah, and then it was a non-English language movie, 
And so yep. that was going to hurt it. This is true. Weird. Uh, All right. Tell me about William Defoe. William Defoe. Role he's nominated for. Vincent Van Gogh. If he was 62 when he died instead of 37. <laughs> Acting style. Defoean. <laughs> the best answer. Uh, next up. Do you mean William? No. Uh, wait, what movie is this? How about you get out of your fucking bubble and stop pretending your ignorance of independent cinema is some kind of populist badge of honor? It's about Vincent fucking Van Gogh. Ever heard of him? Oh my god. Prospects. Yeah, I didn't even know this movie was a thing. Yep. I had no Prospects. Clue. Academy voters were impressed by Defoe stepping out of his comfort zone by playing unlikable creeps to portray a likable creep. <laughs> Right. Mads Mickelson is in this. Yeah, he is. He's like the he's a doctor at like an insane asylum. Yeah, that... so I really just need this whatever two scenes they have of Defoe yes. and Mick Mickelson mad mumble growling at each other. The sunflowers are important. Well, I think God. the sunflowers are very important to you, but they're not important to everybody else. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> then, then I just Michelson. did the whole movie for you guys. Yeah. You don't have to see it now. Yes. We appreciate it. Uh, and finally, Vigo Mortensen, best known for being the only Vigo to ever exist. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Most notable work, his 2004 book of equine photography, The Horse is Good. Oh my god. Only first, <laughs> first acting role. Mortensen made his film debut in a 1985 thriller Witness, playing a bale of hay. <laughs> oh, man. Biggest, biggest career challenge. Having to call Peter Jackson and tell him how much he enjoyed the Hobbit movies. <laughs> acting influences. It's just that moment when the director calls action and BAM! Those wild acting juices get a flow, and it's like 100 volts of drama straight to the performance muscles, baby. Woohoo! Watch them pop. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I'm yeah. really sad he said the N-word at a fucking panel. He did. He did. Mate, he was, listen, he was still in the, uh, in the role of the terrible white person who had to get saved by the magical black person. Yeah, but it's Because the green book is driving story. Miss Daisy. Yeah. Did you know that the guy fucking... Was in like a bunch of mafia movies though. He was in The Godfather and Goodfellas and The Sopranos. Tony Lip. Who Vigo? What? Who? The guy. The guy who drove um, Don Shirley. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was uh, Tony Lip, the, the guy Vigo's playing. He was oh. in um, The Sopranos. He was in Godfather. He was in Goodfellas. He was in a bunch of yeah. Huh. Interesting. Right. So he didn't really get saved, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Because I'm yeah. sure he was super racist and all of that. Because Italian mobsters. Nobody's yep. more racist than Italian mobsters, except maybe the KKK. But, you also, know, they let a black guy in once. Also, boy, it is incredible that the, like, you know who wrote Green Book? Ah, uh, I should. Who wrote it? His son. Aw. And you know what people found on Twitter? Oh, no. His son being really racist. Uh, well, I see that movie feels kind of tainted, but yeah, because it's driving Miss Daisy. It's just driving Miss Daisy. 
Like, I, meant beyond, I meant beyond the obvious. Yeah, like they're meant, doing yeah. it again. Yeah. That's so this weird. is. I guess humans are just you know hopeless because I guess this really is what um fucking progress looks like. This is it. This is all there is. There's nothing. Yeah. More than this, you get this two of them. You get. You, you get you get both Black Panther and Black Clansman nominated for Best Picture. There you go. You're welcome. Yeah, but but I just mean when was Driving Miss Daisy fucking the 1980s or 19, it was twenty yeah, years? It was Thirty years ago. To the oh god. Or no wait um, it, no wait I think it was. I think it came out in 89, and it was, yeah, it came out in 89, so it was the 1990 Oscars. So it was, right, 20, sure. it was 29 years ago. Either either way, but yeah, so 30 years is all we get. It's... Yeah. Yep. And you have, <sighs> and you have, uh, like, and it's, and it's Driving Miss Daisy was progressive then, remember? And it's incredible that Driving Miss Daisy beat Do the Right Thing, Spike Lee's magnum opus, and now Spike Lee has made a movie to top do the right thing. And it's going up just against Driving Miss Daisy again. Time is a flat circle. We are, we are destined to do this forever. I can't believe we're doing this shit again. We're doing this shit again. Uh, speaking of, of directors. Uh, best directors. Um, let me see here. Spike Lee is first up on the list. His reason for being nominated? Another chance for the Academy to deprive him of a win. <laughs> yeah. Joints made. 44. <laughs> That's a good joke. Spike Lee joint. Primary residence. Front row at a Knicks game. Damn. Uh, Damn. Filmmaking, filmmaking style. Spike Lee is known for his penchant for placing the actors in front of the camera and the crew off screen. <laughs> uh, biggest regret. Feels he failed to properly address racism, urban crime, and poverty in his 1991 film Levi's 501 Buttonfly Jeans featuring Rob Liefeld. What? I don't... It's All a commercial right. he directed. Okay. Uh, With Rob the... Liefeld in it? Oh my god. Not that Rob Liefeld, I don't think. There's a different Rob Liefeld? There's more than one? No, I it don't is like that Rob living Liefeld. in this universe it anymore. Is, it is that Rob Liefeld. I don't know if it was okay. an actual commercial. He did a lot of commercials in the early 90s. Yeah. One, still, oh my god. Two, man, if there was about to be two no. Rob Liefelds, I was about to be yeah. done. Right? The world can we only We don't need so... two the, Rob the world, fucking Liefelds. The world can only deal with so many pouches. Uh... <laughs> So many. That's why it's a Levi's commercial. Yes. Uh, ah! Next, we have uh, Pavel Pavlikowski for Cold War. Yeah, like out of nowhere. I don't get uh, some of these like where it's just like nothing else but here. I mean, maybe he just did a real good-ass job directing a movie. I guess so. Uh, name pronunciation. Greg Gunvin King King Kirkshavergen. <laughs> Filmmaking style, foreign. Nah. Career high, leaving Poland. Oh my god. Previous films, Polish people crying together in black and white, 2014. Forlorn Slavic people during the 80s, 2016. And depressed times from the wall, 2017. Damn. All right, then. Oh, boy, I'm, gonna, I'm about to have to say these words, aren't I? Oh no. All right, let me just... What hole did you dig yourself into? No, this is just the next thing on the list. Okay. Favorite Pornhub search. Pregnancy POV, best friend's wife, hot. <laughs> okay. 
uh, is that you, is, is he in a scandal? What's happening? I, I don't know. Uh, it's the Onion. Don't read too much into it. Some, sometimes it's just funny to be funny, like saying Rob Liefeld was in a Levi's commercial. Sure, uh, but that was Yorgos, true. That's the problem. Okay, was anyways. it? I thought you. No, I just now was like, oh, no, I was just, anyway. Yorgos Lanthimos, the favorite influences, probably let's say Stanley Kubrick. That seems right. <laughs> uh, background after a decade of lingering in experimental obscurity he wised up and directed a film about British royalty in the 18th century <laughs> controversial statements all my films explore the universal truth that Robert Kennedy deserved to die Christ career highlight getting to boss that rude Irish fuck Colin Farrell around on the set of the lobster <laughs> yeah Inspiration. Anything from the rustling of the wind through a willow tree, a crane taking flight, or a baby's first tears after being born. Fucked up, dog. Adam McKay and Vice. <laughs> smartest, smartest career move. Forgetting to respond to a text from Will Ferrell asking if he wanted to direct Holmes and Watson. Oh, bird. That's why it sucked, probably. I don't know. Filmmaking style. Didactic. <laughs> It. Side note, huh? No female directors this year. None, not to take anything away from Adam McKay, but uh, huh? Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. Gear. Nineteen seventy-eight Gibson Les Paul. Nineteen sixty-two Fender Stratocaster. Nineteen ninety-six Rickenbacker Ferrelgo. And <laughs> net worth too high to be as angry at the system as he is. <laughs> Damn. Um, he's just trying to distribute the wealth, man. Right. He's one of the good ones. Um, Alfonso Cuaron. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, the Levi's commercial is real. With Rob Liefeld. Yeah. With. Yeah. With... There's a there's a link for you. You wanna? Yep, wow. It's real. It's fucking real. It's wow. fucking real. Is Rob Liefeld 12 in this commercial? I know. I thought that was a kid and Rob Liefeld was going to like appear and help him draw. Nope. That's Rob fucking Liefeld. I don't understand either. What? Yeah. How... So, yep. Yeah. How old was Rob? I, right, right, see, that was what? 20. I don't know, man. 28 it's years weird. ago. That was 28 years yep. ago. Okay. Which would have made him. He was 23 in that commercial. Yep, he just got a fat baby face. That's wild. Everybody Google right. Rob Liefeld Levi commercial. That is... Yeah. Yep, boy. it's a... Oof. Yep. I thought they were it's just real. making a joke. I didn't realize <laughs> that's the, it was That's the things. scarier part about the onion, champ. You don't know what they're lying about and what's God, real. I love the onion. Alfonso Cuaron, though. Advice. His advice to aspiring filmmakers. Make sure the makeup department remembers to add Harry's scar because otherwise you'll end up with a lot of continuity errors that are a, that are a nightmare to fix. <laughs> Shit. Filming hand. Right. <laughs> Why is that so funny? <laughs> Career low. <gasps> when a crew member died on the set of Gravity after floating off into outer space. <laughs> Just one? That's pretty impressive. Yes. Aspiration. Do you to know someday... how many people float off and die during the filming of 2001? That was a lot. Not At as least many seven. As, not as many as, as, uh, as uh, Apollo 13. You know, they call, they call uh, 
Man, that was the call, whole crew. We don't talk they about call, that. They call Ron Howard the Black Widow for the Ginger Widow for a reason. <laughs> the Ginger um, I mean, like, what was it? It was like 30 crewmen and John Wayne and like... Uh... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kevin Bacon's been dead for years and we've just not noticed. <laughs> Weekend at Kevin's. It's just like, he hasn't been, he just doesn't make movies. Like, people don't realize he died on the set of Apollo 13. And <laughs> it, everybody's just like, like every now and again, somebody will be like, "Man, where's Kevin Bacon been?" And then that's the, it's like they're saying Candlejack. That's the last thing they say before Ron Howard gets him. <laughs> so good. Alfonso Cuarón's aspiration is to someday cash in, direct one of those American Express commercials, and never have to aggravate himself making these stupid make-believe stories ever again. <laughs> oh, damn. And his net worth is the experiences he's had and the friendships he's made in life. I really thought you were about so, to say along the way. <laughs> so you can look at Best Director and see what's probably going to win Best Picture. Black Landsman, the favorite Roman Vice. Because almost never do you have Best Director and Best Picture go to two different movies. Almost yeah. never. So I don't see, like, I could see, like, okay, so somebody made a good point that, let me see if I can find it. It's, um, I took a screenshot of it to send. It's uh, Anthony Olivia, uh, uh, Olivieria, uh, Olive, a- Anthony, uh, at Mia Koopa on, on Twitter. It says, Black Panther is his pick for the best picture, for dorky moneyball reasons. It won the SAG Award, the Screen Actors Guild Award, and acting and actors are the biggest voting block for best picture. It scratches the Academy's popular film itch. And so the way the Academy Awards work, it's a runoff voting system. So you... Don't just vote for one movie. You vote for, like, your top three, and those are awarded points, like three points, two points, one points, and whichever film ends up with the most points wins. Uh, and he said that it's a in a runoff voting system, it's probably a lot of people's number two pick in a category that's very contentious. So yeah. the number one picks might be spread between Black Klansman, The Favorite, Bohemian Rhapsody, Green Book, Roma, Star is Born, but Black Panther might be a solid number two across everything, and that'll get it more points in the in the long run. I could see that happening. Moneyballing Grammys is kind of great. I don't even know how the Grammys work. Isn't that just like... Not the Grammys. I'm so sorry. Oh. I'm talking about Oscars. Okay. Moneyball and the about, Oscars is great. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was about. I was, no, you're good. I was about to say like, how do they vote for the Grammys? Isn't it just who pays the most? Uh, yeah, probably. But so, I really hope they just fucking give it to Spike Lee. Just give it to it Spike should Lee. be Spike Lee. It should be Spike Lee. It's time. It's time. It's time. It might be Karan or McKay though. It's boy. I I listen. I like Adam McKay a lot. I think The Big Short's an incredible movie. If McKay wins for Vice, Vice is Vice is interesting. Like Vice is a totally fine, entertaining movie. Vice is a good, well-made movie, but it's kind of forgettable. It doesn't have like yeah. the spark that you would expect from him because it's just oh, wow. a biopic. It's just yeah. a biopic. It's a biopic. Sure. Okay. It's the same thing that biopics fall into. It's just a biopic. It's like you get five minutes of The Big Short. And then 20 minutes of a Dick Cheney biopic. And then another two minutes of the big short. And then 20 minutes of a Dick Cheney biopic. It, it wants you to cut, be two you movies. Cut, you cut out on that and all I heard was dick pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that made my morning. That's great. 20 pretty minutes good. of a dick pick. That's pretty good. Oh, it's so funny. 
Um, but yeah, yeah Karan or Lee, I think. It's gotta be Karan or Lee. Yeah. Also, Peter Fairley directed Green Book, and you might know Peter Fairley from the Fairley Brothers, which, like, which is fucking Dumb and Dumber and The Three Stooges and Kingpin. Like, he why, went from directing movies did... like that to directing Green Book. Why? I don't like, know. Why? Well, why? Like, no, explain me for? to me. What are you asking me for? I don't know. Oh, he did Osmosis Jones. I like yeah. Osmosis Jones. You oh, my Irene, God. Shallow that... Howl? Stuck on you? Mm. Fucking Man. Dumb and Dumber 2 was the last thing he did. In yeah, the remember Green Stuck Book. on You when, like, Matt Damon wasn't, like, a big star and he could make a terrible movie like that? Oh, God, I forgot this movie exists, and now I kind of hate you for reminding me. Uh, well, let's take a moment and move over to Best Picture. Yeah. Green Book, the synopsis. A, the story of a black musician and his limo driver overcoming racial barriers in the 60s. This road movie is a prime example of the antiquated, offensive Italian savior narrative. <laughs> Italian savior. Jesus uh, prospects like all the nominees for best picture green book stands about a one in eight chance of winning lols defining line look at this book don tell me what color this fucking book is <laughs> damn uh roma synopsis it's hard to describe it's sort of like well you know that feeling when you're just having a really swell day and you look over and there's your best gal Susie and you turn on the radio and Buddy Holly is playing every day and heck, then they're rolling out with your strawberry malt and your onion rings. That's Roma in a nutshell. That's uh, nice. Prospects. As the objective best film of 2018, Roma will most likely leave empty-handed. <laughs> Defining line. Buffering. Buffering. <laughs> Buffering. Uh -huh. Black Panther. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot about this. Uh, oh, the no. synopsis of Black Panther. The heart... <laughs> the, the heartbreaking story of a white arms dealer who is tragically killed after getting mixed up in the political struggles of an African nation. <laughs> oh my god, still about white people, how dare you. Prospects shamelessly panders to the academy voters with its heavy-handed one-sided take on the vibranium mining industry <laughs> that's good uh, defining line you're a good man with a good heart and it's hard for a good man to be a king and in a truly just society of course we wouldn't have a king or rich dynastic forces who wield undemocratic unaccountable power and anyone who desires and propagates that model of society like a person such as yourself is frankly immoral and should not be looked up to in any circumstances so that's all pretty fucked up and certainly nothing to celebrate but yeah anyway you, you'll be a good king you'll be a good king <laughs> I didn't vote for you exactly help help I'm being oppressed <laughs> Oh boy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Jesse's turned into a robot. <laughs> oh boy, Jesse, you have turned into a robot. Uh you you're losing you've lost a lot of packets. User in your uh, channel time. There he goes. 
So that is our Oscars episode. We're probably going to call it here. I've got some stuff I need to do. Thank you for joining us. I am Adam at NADavis47 on Twitter. Uh, Jesse is at ExitTentualism. I, boy, he isn't here. That is the most head ass. Na- Man, like, oh, hey, social media is what we need to, like, you know, you engage the people and you make yourself easy to find. Like, you make it as difficult to find as I can. Uh, hey, Jesse. Motherfucking shit. Hey, what's up? I was just. <laughs> oh, getting... I got it fell into the void and I saw everything. I was getting the. You saw all of Spike Lee's unearned or unwon Oscars down there. Uh, oh man, I was in the other void. <laughs> oh dear. Oh god, you saw all of the Oscars that have actually been won. Oh dear god. <laughs> yes. Shakespeare uh, love swept, dude. I know. Uh, let's uh, let's no, knock out these. No, last... I mean it won stuff it wasn't nominated for. <laughs> yes. All right, let's uh, let's knock out these last few and call it uh, Vice. Yeah. Synopsis. Left-leaning hack Adam McKay betrays his ignorance with a biased portrayal of the former vice president and longtime ally of The Onion as some sort of villain when his generosity towards journalists and indeed the world at large has no bounds. Uh, Prospects. Look, they tried, okay? Can you blame a man for trying? Uh, And the defining line from Vice. Wow, 9-11. I can't believe we actually pulled it off. The heist of a century. Ha! I would believe that would actually be a fucking line in the movie. Vice is really interesting because at the very end of Vice is like a mid credit scene where they go to like a, 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 a like a survey group uh, and one mm. of the guys in it is just like, there's something that's been bothering me about this movie. And they're like, what? He's like, it's so liberal. Everything is all liberal and left-leaning. And then somebody else is just like, he's, it's, it's factual. It's just portrayed as facts. It's not our fault that you think that facts are left-leaning. Uh, and then... I got... I, That's listen, amazing. Then they start, like, fighting. And then Adam McKay... Adam McKay, talking to you. It's me <laughs> and you, two Adams. Keep, my, keep, keep, keep the name of the family out your mouth. All right? Wow. Because... Because, like, these two guys are fighting, and the camera pulls back. And it's the one thing... It's the last thing you see in the movie, and it kind of left me with a bad taste in my mouth because it's very... It is, like, the most pretentious thing. Because it pulls back mm. a little bit, and there's these two like young women who are looking at their phones, and they're like, have you seen the trailer for the new Fast and Furious movie? It looks awesome. And it's just like, all right, all right, Adam, okay, all right, come on, come on, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Yeah. It's not, it's not great. Yes. Gotta uh, bash Rhapsody. other movies and shit. It's, it's like, it's, I don't think he's trying to bash it. I think that is just like the perfect example of like what he views as like kind of the oh, these people don't care about the thing happening right in front of them because they have been blinded by their smartphones and movies with explosions. And it's just like, I understand the yeah. point you're trying to make, and it's not an invalid point, but don't be an asshole. Yeah. I mean, no it's, good... it's it's clearly the same thing you you feel about um, yeah. uh, Birdman, even though it's, I think that's still yeah. a really good movie. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's, I don't think Birdman was actually making any type of decent or cogent point, uh, but... <laughs> like it's you know it's it's because like listen i am i am someone who like i i over the years i've i've enjoyed criticism less and less uh or like what we view i think there's very good criticism but it's not the criticism that like people seek out uh i think the best criticism is something that examines uh and like, yeah. really digs into things and not is, is thing is good thing is bad and yeah, even yeah, yeah. even Absolutely. with that i still hate the storyline of we're going to write a straw man critic that is the worst they can possibly be to punch them and like knock them around and say that criticism is useless and 
and oh they're the what if they were the bad guys all along because we wrote them to be as bad as possible and like it's ratatouille did the same thing and it's just like come on guys come on you're better than this uh wow the ratatouille thing i feel like we need to go in depth more later like it's i mean that's like listen listen i like ratatouille but i don't like the the food critic subplot of ratatouille because it's like Because it's the same thing. It's it's saying, like, you know, critics have never created anything in their life, and they just want to exist to criticize and tell Yeah, it's the a very inescapable actually... trope that people yes. don't realize is an inescapable trope. Yes, it's been it's there like, forever, yeah. but it hasn't been played out so much that people have it in the yeah. forefront of their brains. Yes. But then when it does show up, it's like, oh, well, this yeah. has been around since film's been around. And it's, so and it's, and I, I don't look like, it's because... When you create that critic, you're just creating this big straw man. Yeah, like this is very you're, true. You're just creating like you're. Yes, of course that critics. I awful, think it's an unrecognizable problem for a lot of people, yeah. like in a broad culture sense, and that's yeah. why. And like, listen, I think subconsciously, I, I've never like. And like, listen, I do not like where criticism is gone. I do not like the Rotten Tomatoesification of film discourse. I think it's really terrible, but I still think it's i i would still rather have like i still hate that storyline because that storyline isn't isn't doing anybody any favors of anything it's making the critics look better because you're just being a bully at that point because you're you're creating a straw man to beat up you're just being a bully like you're not making it a good stinks point. it stinks exactly it stinks. <laughs> it, the critic is a better examination of the point of criticism than than Ratatouille and Birdman could ever be. Bohemian Rhapsody, the synopsis, follows Queen singer <laughs> Freddie Mercury as he struggles with the difficult and courageous decision to get AIDS. Uh, Oof. The Prospects. Ah, yes, another singy. We love the singies. Ah. And the defining... Oof. I'm gonna let you know right up front, this next one's gonna sting. All right. Here the we defining go. line, the defining line from Bohemian Rhapsody. Hey, hey kids, you like parties? Coming up to my hotel room. I got a few bottles. What of? <laughs> you crack me up. Yeah, I'm the guy who directed Bohemian Rhapsody. Pretty cool, right? Mm, there it is. <laughs> I told you it's gonna sting. Yeah. Uh, Black Klansman, the best picture. Like this, Black Klansman should win. Spike Lee should win. Black Klansman is one of the most important movies I've seen in several years. It is a masterpiece. It is amazing. It ends with the biggest gut punch I've ever seen. Not even a story. Like, the story ends, and then it goes on for five more minutes. Like, Oh, my shiny. God. What? Oh, no, just that. Like, that, oh, that like, is intense yeah. to me. Like, so the story ends, and it's just five minutes of, like, news footage of, like, Charlottesville. And the stuff we're dealing with today. Oh, wow. Yeah. To Damn. let you know, all right, all right. things haven't changed that much. Haven't and it, changed. It yeah. destroyed me. I wasn't ready for it. And yeah. it really, like the last thing, the last shot of the movie is uh, Heather Hare, the woman who died in Charlottesville. It was just Heather Hare, RIP. Like Damn. that's how the movie ends. And it's just like, and then like, it's like Charlottesville, it's the guy with Tiki Torches, the guy driving in, it's Donald Trump saying there are bad people on both sides. You know, the people who are marching, I'm sure they're very fine people. And then it's just, yeah, that's why this movie is as important as it is, and is as good as it is. Yeah. Black Black Klansman is, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, the synopsis of Black Klansman, according to The Onion, is an accurate portrayal of the struggles of many police officers serving of the fo- on the force and in the KKK at the same time. Mm-hmm. 
prospects. The consensus among Academy voters is that Spike Lee should just be happy to be nominated. <laughs> which Damn. stinks. Uh, and then the defining line, hey, Adam Driver here. Just wanted to pop in for a second to let everyone know that this movie is about Trump. Okay, thanks. Back to the show. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> a Star is Born. Synopsis. Same as the first four versions of this movie. Uh, <laughs> prospects may be popular among Academy voters who believe rewarding it with Best Picture may be the only way to end the deluge of remakes. God. Which is like which is like a funny joke for The Onion, but also doesn't hold water when you think about the fact that re- movie remakes are not coming out at a higher rate now than they ever have. Movie remakes have been a thing forever. Scarface is a remake. The sev- the Star is Born has been remade several times. That's a funny joke, but also, eh, I think it's a little too easy. That's some low-hanging fruit, The Onion. I expect better. Uh, I mean, it- they do grow out of the ground. See you guys Welcome later. <laughs> uh, That's what the, defi- the defining line. Your star. It's hatching. <laughs> God. Hatching. They're here. Uh, and finally, the favorite. Synopsis. Starring Olivia Coleman, Emma Stone, and Rachel Wise. The favorite is this year's British one. What? Uh, it's this year's British one. It's this year's British Best Movie? Picture nominee. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, sure. Okay. My bad. Prospects. Anyways. While it did well with critics and audiences alike, it could have a tough time beating out Green Book? Wow. This year, huh? <laughs> Damn. Defining line. These 17 rabbits are my 17 children. I married a rabbit, you see, and they all got their father's genes, which are rabbit genes. This is why I'm constantly upset. Jesus Christ. I I am preparing myself for a Bohemian Rhapsody Green Book Stars Born win. I I feel like Mm, the only I feel like the only wrong answers are Green Book or Bohemian Rhapsody. You can make a solid argument for any of the other six movies that aren't those two. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I just feel like it's going to be one of those two. So I just have a Vince McMahon tone, uh, voice in my head. It's like, man, you can't give the title to anything with black in it. Right? <laughs> Kofi just should just be happy to be in the match. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Need oh, to make boy. need more wrestling in my in my Oscars. <laughs> yes. Finally watched the Andre documentary. Oh my god. Oh, so good. The most devastated I've ever seen Vince McMahon. Like the Ew, part at the end whoa. where they're like talking like that's the moment where you yeah. can see that he is surrounded by ghosts. Like that dude yep. it's it's easy to forget how many people he's had to bury. Yeah, and he's like, something negative happens, I just get rid of it, and I'm like, that's why you're this way. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Because he has to, because like wrestling yeah. is like wrestling full is full of rough. ghosts. Yeah, it's full it's full of, of fucking ghosts. ghosts. So like you you kinda it, it, it makes you empathize with Vincent Man in a way you wouldn't expect to. Yep. Yeah, it's Yeah, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Speaking of wrestling. Um, yes. We'll be back next week with a wrestling episode, I believe. Yep, covering basically elimination just chamber. Just talking about Kofi. We'll just talk Woo! about Kofi for two hours. Like we will, we will just do a Kofi Kingston episode. We fucking can. I, I'm on it. <laughs> the Kofi Kingston memorial episode. Yes. Uh, so Man. yeah, we will. We will be back next week with some wrestling. Uh, 
already started yep. giving the plugs earlier when you went to the when you got sent to the shadow room. Yeah. Uh, oh man, what a trip! I was I wasn't sure if it was uh yeah, so yeah uh, na davis forty seven on Twitter exit bullshitism on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a different guy and he's super like conservative. Don't no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It's just like you have to be yeah, very don't careful about. Yeah, do the people. You have to be He's very got, careful. Like a about, list of how women should look and stuff. Yes, don't do that. <laughs> just, uh, you have to be very careful because yeah, you throw a dart on Twitter, you might hit a Nazi. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, God, that's such a good sentence. You throw a dart on Twitter, you might hit a Nazi. Maybe, and you want to hit Nazis with something stronger than a dart. Exactly. Um, maybe like, <laughs> like the perfect example of how garbage Reddit is. Reddit is a site with, like, legit Nazis, like, real Nazis, like, Nazi Nazis, and <laughs> the most downvoted comment in the history of Reddit was an EA community manager talking about microtransactions in Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, yeah, that just really sums it up right there. But yeah, we'll be back then. That's our Oscars. Uh, and I love how we're recording this on the day of the Oscars. Because Nazis up... hate um, capitalism. They do. Uh, so we're recording this the day of the Oscars. It's going to go up the day after the Oscars. So you can immediately see how much of a fool we were and how we got everything wrong. Yeah. I love that shit. It's going to be a good time. Tasty shit. Yes. Anything else? Um, no, I'm going to go see how to train your dragon three and cry. God, I need to see, I need to see the Lego movie and I need to see fighting with my family. Those mm-hmm. are the two in theaters right now that I really want to see. Fucking Dragon Ball Super Broly is still playing in one of the theaters here, and I want to see it, but it, it's also it voicing got, Vic Mignola, so it's Yeah, like... it got a wider release uh, yeah. recently, actually. Um, gotcha. I mean, I don't know. I feel like going and seeing that is is more... I think you can... I, I think you're morally in in the clear if you go and see that. Uh, it's more not, about hearing his voice. It's that I understand that you, you, you like you physically do not want to hear him. I totally get that. Yeah. Um, I'm really anybody... proud. Funimation was like, yeah, bye, yep. Vic. Yep. <laughs> I, I snapped him. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm glad about that. But yeah, I feel like if anybody is is feeling trepidation of going to see it, like, yeah, like it's not like a, it's not like a thing where it's like, oh, he is the selling point for it. You know, you're not really supporting him. You're supporting Dragon Ball as a whole. Oh my fucking God, it's made $100 million at the box office. Really? Yeah. Unless someone accidentally added a zero to this. Holy shit. Let me see, I'm curious now. Uh, It, yeah, oh, okay. It's made 72 foreign. It's made 30 domestic. I know, but still, it's a fucking... 2D anime movie about 40-year-old franchise. I'm curious Holy to see. Shit. I'm curious to see what I, I want to know what those uh what that breakdown is of different yeah. countries for that 72 million. Uh but right now it's in Oh wow, it's still playing near you? Yeah, that's what I said. Wow, because it's only in 29 theaters. In how many? 29. That's funny. Interesting. It may. It, it, it's probably one theater for every major yeah. populated city. Or, well, as of the February twentieth, it was in twenty nine theaters and it made twenty three hundred dollars that day. Okay. It might have something to do with, um, you know, Dallas is Funimation headquarters. So yeah, and I'm sure. Yeah, you're gonna keep it in a plate. You're gonna keep it in a. Uh, 
place close to that or something. Yeah, you're gonna. Well, no, you're just you're gonna keep it in um, major cities. It's probably still playing in New yeah. York, LA, you know, Austin. Yeah, keep it in. A, is it playing in a draft house or like an AMC? Um, it it was at Regal Cinema, but it's uh the sixteen size stadium, so it's the biggest theater. Yeah, they got room for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's got sixteen theaters. I don't think anything's bigger than that here. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we will be back. Thank you, Jesse. Yelling about the Oscars yes. a whole bunch. Uh, <laughs> Ray Wyatt's so gonna win the Oscars. Still could have been a Flo Rida song.